To see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Uh, today's photo of palm tree leaves, a lighthouse in the distance, and a pink sunset sky comes to us from a currently unknown Facebook friend who posted this scene on social media on or around August 6, 2020. If this is your fond remembrance photo, let me know, and I will give photo credit where photo credit is due by updating the blog after the fact. Well, it's Tuesday, and I share this photo feeling a, a bit forlorn and down this morning as I have decided to take the next step in a campaign of tough love with my son Brennan, giving him 30 days' notice to get a job and to resume paying me towards his debt or to vacate my premises. Oh, joy. Uh, Brennan inexpectably inexplicably stopped working in January and has been lethargic ever since. While I could wait and just watch him eventually suffer from being penniless to the point where he couldn't pay for his car insurance or cell phone or purchase food, I decided to advise him that he needs to start working again and paying his debts with the next, within the next 30 days or he could find another place to live. Uh, you can choose to suffer for being depressed, lazy, or whatever, but it doesn't mean you have a right to make me watch it. Um, Brennan wasn't happy with this notice, and that would cause that would cause him to get a job or get out, and lamented that he wished he had never been born, and that he's never asked to be in a world where his value is based on the money he brings to the table. And I get it. The world stinks, and I wish I never had to work, and I wish my value was ne never determined by the home I provide. Uh, that's, but, but that's the way of the world, and while you can run from it, you can't hide. And as the Lord told us way back in Genesis, a man has to work. Um, Genesis 1, 28, and 3, 17 through 8, 19, and our emotions and quality of life will be dictated by our decision to do what is right. Genesis 4, 6-7, according to God. Uh, as much as we work and eke out a living here on earth, our value is not determined by the money we make or the things we can provide others with. Our value is determined by God, our Creator. He made us above all other creatures by making us in His image. But uh, for our true value to be realized, we must be redeemed through the blood of Jesus, and our faith in him as Lord and Savior. Our lives on earth are only so long. Unless we are redeemed by our faith in Jesus, our lives will be a waste as we are consigned to hell. One of those verses in Genesis that tells us that we must work also tells us about the end of our lives on earth. Genesis 3.19 tells us, By the sweat of your brow you must you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. That last phrase is actually used on Ash Wednesday to draw us into repentance with the not-too-subtle message, you will die, but in Christ you can live. So repent and believe in the gospel. The suffering of this world may cause us to wish we were never born, but we were born, and unless we we don't uh, unless we want to suffer more in this world, we will need to do what's right to work and to be responsible for ourselves. Unless we want to suffer for all eternity, we need to draw close to God, repent, and put our faith in Jesus. So, in the season of Lent, let's draw close, repent. 
and live. It's the twelfth day of Lent, and so we continue my personal walkthrough of Gratia Grandal's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate the Lenten season. In this walkthrough, Grindel's devotional, it is our hope that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we seek to draw closer to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday, or Easter. Uh, today's journey, day 12, and Martin Luther writes, You are not to steal. What is this? Answer, we are to fear and love God so that we neither take our neighbor's money or property nor acquire them by using shoddy merchandise or crooked deals, but instead help them to improve and protect their property and income. We are forbidden to do our neighbors any injury or wrong in any way imaginable, whether by damaging, withholding, or interfering with their possessions or property. We are not even to consent to or permit such a thing, but are rather to avert and prevent it. In addition, we are commanded to promote and further our neighbor's interest. And when they suffer any want, we are to help, share, and lend to both friends and foes. Anyone who seeks and desires good works will find here more than enough things to do that are heartily acceptable and pleasing to God. That was from Martin Luther. And today's biblical wisdom that's paired with that is um, from Matthew 6, 19 through 21. And the Word of God says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal, but for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Those are the words of Jesus. And so our 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 devotional advises time for silence, silent meditation, where you can think about what Martin Luther had to say, and uh, reflect on Matthew 6 through 19. And, and, and after you're done with your meditation, um, we can ponder these questions. Uh, the first one is, what is the relationship between the commandment not to steal and Christ, uh, the Christian's attitude towards possessions and toward poverty? The commandment shows us that possessions have value and that we are not to obtain possessions through crooked means. Um, or, And by implication, it puts poverty in a negative light. Uh, the subtle message in the commandment is that it's good to have possessions. Uh, they have value. We are not to take them from others. That would be wrong, and thus we should respect others' rights to their property and work to earn our own. Uh, the next question is, according to Luther, how would how are we to consider our neighbor's property and how are we to use our own wealth and possessions with respect to our neighbor? How would the world change if Christians followed Luther's advice? Luther indicates that we are to help our neighbors to protect and to increase their interest to help them flourish. Uh, to, uh, the world would be a better place if we followed Luther's advice. How can a, The next question is, how can a faith community help people to have a healthy relationship with money and possessions? A faith community can help people to have a healthy relationship with money and possessions by teaching about good stewardship, uh, the focus on helping others, and the brevity of life on earth. Um, sharing Jesus' teaching uh, on investing in the kingdom of God and the folly of amassing worldly treasures and teaching good financial habits could cause people to have a proper understanding 
of what their relationship to money should be. And we move along to today's psalm fragment from 60, uh, Psalm 62.10, which says, Put no confidence in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. And so there, you know, we are not to put our, our, our hearts on those possessions. Um, and then we move along to the journal reflections. Uh, the first one says, write about how your attitude toward money and possessions influence and is influenced by your spiritual life. Well, money money can't buy you love <laughs> or, or, or happiness, but it does pay the bills. So work for what you need and what you want in life and don't hold on too tightly to anything. Um, our life of faith matters. Um, matters more because it has eternal significance anyway that's that how does your attitude toward money and possessions influence your relationship with others well my attitude towards money and possessions makes my uh, relationship with others difficult because I expect them to be responsible um, case in point my issues with my son um, the next journal reflection is reflect on both your earthly and heavenly treasures. Write about how well you balance your life between the material and the spiritual. I try to keep a balance. I do like my things and to be somewhat secure financially, uh, but I place a great value on my faith and would sacrifice all my earthly possessions to follow the Lord. I'm currently trying to be a good father by giving my adult children a, a safe and affordable place to live, but uh, that has its difficulties. And I'm trying to be a good steward to what I have been given. You know, so uh, Today's prayers for the life of faith says, pray that you will balance your own life and use and your use of what you own so that you will be able to step to help others with what, with what they have. So we pray, Lord, I, I pray for you to help me to find balance um, in my own life and to use what I own uh, to help others. And to and, and part of what I own is the wisdom that comes from you. It tells us how to work for it. So we just pray for me to use wisdom and uh, trying to encourage other people to do what's right as well with this. In Jesus' name, amen. And today's prayer for today is, Lord Jesus, teach me to use what you have given me wisely. Give me a good sense for what is best, both for my neighbor and my own life. Amen. And we move along to today's Bible verse from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. Today's verse um, comes from the section on conscience, and it's Hebrews 19.14. Uh, from the NIV, it says, How much more then? Well, the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. Today's verse falls under the sixth point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on conscience, which is, Christ will give you a clear conscience. And today's verse points to the fact that our faith cleanses us from the sin that leads to death, but it indicates that we are to be committed to following and serving him, uh, serving God. Um, we can't live in sin with a clean conscience. We have to repent. So, you know, it's just that we're just forgiven and everything's great. Go about your business. We're, we're to repent. And uh, that's where we can 
really feel the cleansing of our consciousness when we walk away and, uh, you know, walk away from our sin and start walking the way God would have us live. So, uh, we move on to the last section of our study uh, where we're sharing from uh, <laughs> from According to Your Word, uh, uh, Morning and Evening to the New Testament by Stephen Alford, which is, uh, 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 today it tells us to read Luke 1, and the verse it shares from Luke 1 is, He will turn away many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, Luke 1, 16. And Alford writes, What a blessed mission for a son of Adam, truly. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, Romans 10.15. Because of such a mission, John the Baptist was to be great in the sight of the Lord. As to John himself, he was to touch no strong drink and was to be filled with the Spirit from his very birth. The application of these few thoughts is obvious. The Lord has said, He that wins souls is wise, that is, great in his sight. But in order to be qualified to turn many to righteousness, the message to be worked out in practical experience is, do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And Alfred ends his thoughts by praying, may I be filled with your Spirit, Lord, in order to bear witness to your grace and truth. That concludes our message today uh, a little uh, disheveled basically by the situation with my son obviously so I sort of rushed through things a little bit there so I, I apologize but there's great advice uh, in this to be good stewards to your to your to your money don't steal from anyone and when you when you amass debt quite frankly you're stealing you know you've taken things that aren't yours and you're living off of someone else's kindness um, and they may hold you accountable. So don't don't steal. Um, work and do what is right. And um, you know, and and just like Christ provided for us in His for forgiveness and the cleansing of our sins, we are stealing from God when we're sinning. You know, we steal His forgiveness, and, and when we're living <laughs> in 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 you know unrepent unrepentant sin and claiming faith in Jesus. We're either, we're either wrong, meaning we, we don't have a true relationship with the Lord, or we're, we're you know, um, we're taking advantage of, of, of God's grace. And, you know, we're, we're destroying the witness that we have um, for the life we have in Christ. Um, you know, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card, do whatever I want, and walk away free. Uh, we're supposed to have a relationship with the living God that would uh, encourage us to follow what he said. Jesus said, my, the, my disciples uh, follow my commandments. Um, and they show me their love through that obedience. So um, we're not to take, take our faith for granted. We're not to take other people for advantage, uh, take advantage of other people. And um, we're not to, and as Alford points out, we're not to get drunk. Um, you know, we're to be filled with the Spirit and encourage people like John the Baptist to come uh, to faith in Jesus. You know, this is our mission in life, you know, to be good representatives of the kingdom and to encourage people to find Jesus and the freedom that, that's there and to avoid the suffering of this world by doing what's right and putting your faith in Jesus. Um, that's what we do every day. Uh, we try to do every day is to encourage people to find Jesus and find the peace that he has for them. 
and um, you might not be shocked that my son is not exactly walking with the Lord. I don't remember the last time since 18. I don't. I didn't force my children to continue to go to church in their adulthood, and unfortunately, they exercised the freedom not to. Um, I think this is a common uh, problem with parents uh, who are faithful um, that we can't force our kids to follow the Lord as much as we would love to. Um, because we know that's where the truth lies and doing what is right in life. So, so pray for me and I'll pray for all of us right now. <laughs> Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. Lord, thank you for the peace and joy that I have in you, regardless of the difficulties in life uh, that come up from circumstances or relationships. Um, Lord, we just thank you for the relationship we have with you that never goes away and uh, always leads for our good. Um, so, Lord, we just pray for anyone who's listening uh, that they'd be encouraged that uh, that you're with them and that you would. Uh, we pray for you to come alongside them in their prayer requests, their life of faith, Lord, and that you'd help them uh, because we all need your help um, as we walk through this world that is difficult, that we have to work through and, um, and try to find our way uh, as Christians. Lord, so we just pray for you to go before us today, open our eyes to the things you want us to see. Teach us the things you want us to know and um, help us, God. Um, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.